Welcome to the Armchair Trader podcast, and it is the start of a new season of podcasts here. Um, the kids are going back to school, uh, the nights are getting colder, the days are getting shorter, and that means that we are back online with a new season of interviews from people within the finance and trading industry. And we are kicking off this week with Rob Brown, who is CEO of Sugarcane Capital. So welcome to the show, Rob. Uh, thanks, Stuart. Hi. Today, we're going to be talking about currencies. We're going to be talking about FX, um, which is a topic we should really have devoted more time to in the first season of these podcasts, given just how important it is to um, overall trading and investment activity. So it's good to have you on at the, the start of this season. Um, I thought best thing to do would be if you, first of all, just um, give us a little bit of background on uh, Sugarcane Capital and what you guys do. Yeah, sure. No, so thanks, Stuart. And obviously, it's, you know, a, a pleasure to be invited to speak uh, on the Armchair Trader. Uh, so give you kind of a, a background. Sugarcane Capital was incorporated in 2018. Uh, we uh, seek uh, FCA approval uh, to be able to operate uh, money transfers and money and money remittance. Uh, so uh, fast forward, essentially, we now operate a business uh, where we do money transfers, uh, foreign currency conversion for uh, individuals uh, and corporates. So essentially, if you're an individual and you're looking to purchase a property abroad or you have investments overseas that you need to purchase or uh, you're looking to uh, you know, buy big ticket items in another currency, Sugarcane Capital essentially can provide those services where we convert uh, using... Uh, we have a wholesale provider where we convert rates and the idea is we just provide a really transparent uh, pricing structure based on the, the amount that, that you know that investors or private individuals or corporates uh, are looking to, to convert. And um, like me, you once uh, worked at CMC Markets and in the what I would call uh, traditional uh, Forex broking um, business. Can you give us a little bit more colour on your own background in, in the FX business and um, why it is that you decided to make the shift from sort of vanilla FX trading to focus more on this, this cross-border payments area? Yeah, no, sure. Really good question. And yet, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, CMC was, for me, uh, a, a really good starting point uh, where I spent time learning and understanding more about the financial markets. Uh, I spent uh, about four years uh, on the sales and trading side of, of CMC markets uh, and uh, moved across, actually, to another company called LMAX. Uh, where we we provided more institutional uh, liquidity in FX. So yeah, spent obviously you know about fourteen years in in the, in that part of the market. Uh, in terms of kind of operating a business, looking at the, the marketplace, uh, you know there's some really good innovations in the payment side uh, with uh, you know new technology challenger banks uh, and I thought it was a super interesting place to be uh, and you know had an opportunity uh, to, to, to set up uh, sugarcane capital uh, and felt that you know it's certainly an area where there's a lot more transparency that needs to happen I think if we look at the more I'd say the more traditional side of trading on the margin side uh, it, it can be quite transparent. It's quite easy. You've got rates. You can see what happens. Uh, you know, when we're dealing with 
uh, money transfers uh, for, let's say, you know, those that are not necessarily uh, using it as an asset to trade with, you know, it's, it's very opaque. So there's, there's, I think there's been a lot of room in there to, 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 to make some, some changes to the, to the structure of, of, of the way that that, that space works you know there's been some really big companies like transferwise that have done a really great job in breaking down uh you know the the barriers to uh you know providing low cost transactions and you know we would you know are looking to follow in those footsteps where we just make it slightly cheaper to convert uh, and, and have a really, really simple business model. So, yeah, I, I think the reason why I made that change is is because I felt that there was a lot of opportunity uh, where uh, in the normal traditional world, FX is really, really cheap, and I couldn't understand why it was so expensive uh, when there's money transfers needed to be part of the transaction. Uh, so I've spent a lot of time investigating it. We actually wrote a short white paper uh, which highlighted uh, really the, you know, the true cost of foreign exchange. And I really wanted to find out why it was so expensive, uh, you know, to, to convert money and send when we know the actual real rates to get FX is relatively cheap. Uh, so we've done a lot of fact finding, a lot of research. Uh, and I think that we're in a really strong position to actually, uh, you know, work out and provide you know, a, a decent rate and still generate revenue uh, and offering something that's kind of transparent and fair for the end user. Quite, I mean, talking to you, it really surprised me this because when you're approaching the FX markets, there's a lot of talk about how efficient they are um, and how, you know, if you're looking at just conventional Forex trading, how tight the spreads are. And it conveys this impression of a very efficient market um, where there isn't much scope for slippage or or scalping or anything like that but from what you're saying when it comes to actually physically or i say physically moving um large amounts of money around the planet out of different currencies it's actually not as efficient a market as many people assume um because one you know if you're changing your changing holiday money it's one thing but if you're moving like 100 grand or more um say to buy an overseas property um, that's something entirely different. Why is it that it that it is so? I mean, given the research you've done, why is it so inefficient at that level? Yeah, no, it's a really, really good question, uh, Stuart. So I think you know, throughout our research, you know, we, we've obviously, you know, we 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 come to the conclusion that we need to split up the actual functions, and we've got the actual foreign exchange part where we we convert money we send it and receive it and then we've got the actual money transfer so the money transfer essentially what a lot of providers do is provide that for free but essentially that is actually the real value of 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 what they're providing and that's actually moving the, the money around so the way that they're able to uh generate revenue is by charging a high markup for example on the foreign exchange and say that there's no money transfer fees uh that, that heavily relies on the banks uh, although the, the marketplace is moving away from from the banks and making it more kind of fintech uh, we're still very heavily reliant on the banks we need banks to, to receive the money we need banks to send the money we need local banks to, to send the money to local areas to make it slightly more cost effective uh, but the, the package packing it up together uh, it, it, it provides a service and I think that's that's why it's 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 quite uh, difficult to work out. Uh, you know, what the true cost of it is, really. So, yeah, I, I think it's more to do with the money transfers than it is to do with the actual foreign exchange. However, it's where the foreign exchange is where they make the money. When we're talking about 
active traders themselves. So somebody who is managing, for example, their own personal portfolio of shares, um, they might be trading outside of sterling denominated uh, securities. Um, they might be trading larger sums of money. Why is this why could this be an issue for them and why why would they need to turn to somebody like sugarcane capital uh yeah no again good good question uh it it really boils down to if you're using your equity broker to send uh your sterling to uh that you you didn't you know you need now that that person or that, that brokerage to to have sterling based accounts now you know we we know Outside of the UK, uh, if you're not really operating in the UK and, and you found a broker that provides services to you that you want to use in US dollars, the likelihood is they may not have sterling-based accounts. So you, you may deposit your sterling account with them into their dollar account, which will create super high fees. There's you know default rates for sending you know uh, one currency into another currency's bank account, which is extremely high. So it's about sort of you know being smart. Obviously, you're investing for a reason, and that's to make money. So essentially, it starts with how you make that transfer. Do you want to save money? Do you want to maximise obviously the money that you send to that broker uh, to make it you know more cost effective? So it's essentially, it's it's just about breaking down uh, you know the costs, and you know it's about asking the right questions. Ask your broker, can I send my sterling to you? Do they have sterling accounts? If they do have sterling accounts, ask them what fees they charge. You generally find because it's not part of the business and it's a it's a it's a, a side part of their business. They may just have quite high fees that they charge, which uh, you know is is created in the spread. So again, it's quite difficult to work out what you've actually been charged unless you in front of you got the interbank rates up and you're what monitoring the rates. Uh, so you just sort of trust that your price is getting converted at a, at a decent rate so i think the big thing that we've done throughout the whole research is we found out the most sophisticated clients get the best rates now to become a sophisticated client all you need to do is ask the right questions so we've encouraged uh, and provided some feedback in terms of what questions you need to ask uh, your broker uh, in order to make sure that you can you know it may just be simply asking them what their fees are uh, and then, you know, having some commitment from them to make sure that they convert at those same rates, asking whether the rates are in the spread or whether there's a separate commission and how that works. So, yeah, I think what, what, what we're trying to educate with the white paper is really just make sure, you know, you're the sophisticated client. And from a sugarcane perspective, you know, we're not able to service every client and we're not able to provide services to and, and, and be beneficial for every 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 product and service but what we what we do do and what we can do uh, if you fit within that range it is good it's transparent and it's open and i think that's the key message that we're, we're trying to put, put out there is actually if you are aware of what you're being charged then you can make an educated decision on what you do next so we, we're all about being more open transparent and cost effective essentially and when we're talking about this kind of activity, um, the 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 difference um, in in what you can end up paying is actually quite substantial. And I was I was quite shocked to find out just what what sort of um, fee or, or additional cost you could actually be hit with if you're doing a large um, transaction. Can you can you give listeners a little bit more uh, color around that? Because I I found that really quite dramatic. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It is actually very scary. Uh, you know, the, the findings that, 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 you know, from our research, we, we essentially picked 10 well-known brokers uh, and we uh, created, uh, uh, essentially, we wanted to get feedback in terms of finding out exactly what we're going to be charged per broker so we can actually document that and actually have that as part of the, the research paper. Uh, so we, we essentially... Uh, were purchasing a property in France. Uh, we had a hundred thousand sterling that we wanted to convert into euros, and we wanted to sort of get the rates. And we wanted to work out if we asked questions, we would get it cheaper. So we had, you know, within the white paper, we had, uh, you know, a few a few key points that we put down. But essentially, if you're not asking any questions, uh, you know, the, the the basic rate from us having a phone call, signing up with a broker, what we were offered with the ten different brokers is is astonishing. So the you know the most expensive uh, to convert a hundred thousand pounds into into euros was eight thousand euros uh, a fee for just converting that money uh, the cheapest uh, was 340 euros uh, for exactly the same service so the, the biggest problem here is what we're saying is it's you know, very difficult to work out unless you've got access to the underlying market. We were lucky enough to have access to be able to benchmark every rate that we got. So even though we were informed what they were going to charge, we actually benchmarked it against the underlying market and said, OK, that's exactly where we're at away from where the market is. So, yeah, the, the point is, this, if you choose the wrong broker, you could be many thousands of, of, of pounds out for doing something which is the same thing as someone that would maybe charge you 350 euros for. So it is astonishing. Uh, so th this is, again, going back to your original question, why, uh, you know, we decided to move into this space. And it's and it's because of, you know, there's, there's, there's not much transparency and there's a lot of opportunity to actually create something which actually adds a lot of value uh, and actually helps people operate and move money around the world uh, while also being able to make, you know, uh, a, a good revenue stream for a business without you know affecting anybody's and actually offering a better improved service and can you tell us a little bit more about um how sugarcane works in practice and and what you think your your edge is i mean what you can offer investors when they when they come to you when they've got these kinds of transactions they want to carry out yeah sure so look from, from our perspective anything under about twenty thousand we're not really, I would say, the most cost effective. There's really good providers like Revolut, for example, through challenger banks, which you pay a subscription-based model for, and they'll essentially give you FX for free. So we can't do anything there because it, it doesn't really work. Uh, essentially, any more than around about 10,000, then we see the likes of the challenger banks obviously looking to make uh, revenue from that. So again, we've put some of those in the white paper and we've benchmarked where their rates were. Uh, and, you know, essentially for larger ticket items, it's a, it's a really, really very, very simple. We, 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 we can, uh, you know, we, we provide all of our rates on our website in terms of our fees. We have a wholesale rate. We think we've got a good relationships from, especially from our uh, relationships, you know, that we've built over the last 14 years in the FX space uh, with, you know, big institutions. So we've got wholesale liquidity that comes to us 
and we just essentially mark up based on the volume that a client will trade. So it's really, really, really simple. We can do telephone trading. Uh, so, you know, for the, the larger transactions, we find actually uh, going back to doing more telephone trading where we can guide them through the process, uh, especially if we're talking, you know, larger numbers, three or 400, 500,000, uh, you know, they may want some hand holding, especially if we're moving that money around. So they want to know that they can talk to, to somebody. Uh, and we, we essentially agree the rates and, and we, we'll send the funds to their destination or if they've got a currency account in the name in their own name we'll send it back to their currency account in their own name uh so essentially yeah there's there's a lot of hand holding in terms of especially for you know maybe more inexperienced uh you know uh investors or clients that are looking to do their first purchase of a property abroad you know it's quite scary with regards to understanding the whole process so we we want to make sure that we're, we're here to guide them through the whole process while saving them money essentially i want i wanted to now take the opportunity to take a little bit of a step back because um you're you're um the first fx specialist we've had on on the show um can you, from from where you're sitting and, and being a specialist in the cross-border money transfer space, can you give us a little bit of a feel for how um, Brexit has affected the market, particularly you know, as far as um, UK investors are concerned and, and how that's that's really changed things in the last year or so? Yeah, no, definitely. So, so I think what we've, you know, I think across industries, we've seen a Brexit followed by COVID, uh, you know, so it's trying to, it's quite hard to kind of work out what's affecting, whether it's a COVID issue, whether it's a, you know, a Brexit issue, but ultimately Brexit has made it more difficult for businesses in the UK to service clients outside of the UK. So that that's obviously the, the biggest uh the biggest part that we've seen so you know if if we were to be say promoting overseas uh you know again across the financial industry uh you know it's difficult for for financial brokers and institutions to promote in into europe now uh you know they can get clients from europe uh if they maybe naturally come to them uh but essentially it's made it really difficult so that that's one one thing it's obviously limited the the, the, the clients to to certain region but in our case uh, you know we uk based business that we've got a, a license as a payment license uh, but we've got some restrictions in any case we can only deal with uk based uh, residents and uk based corporates so in that respect it's not affected us as much but certainly the larger parties or competitors of ours who have these larger licenses are now having the same restrictions as us so that obviously helps us slightly uh, and you know obviously with regards to covid uh, uh, you know, people are traveling less. Uh, so that's obviously had some impact in terms of purchasing properties abroad. Uh, I'm hoping, uh, you know, <clears throat> now things are starting to go back to normal. We're going to start getting more inquiries. Maybe, you know, there's been a few people who've gone abroad and, you know, now looking at having, you know, somewhere to go. Uh, but yeah, we, I think that's obviously something that's affected uh, this part of the industry uh, in terms of, uh, you know, obviously less, less, less individuals purchasing properties abroad because of you know the less travel requirements and covid etc uh so yeah there's there's it's definitely uh you know and i guess over time we're going to see you know more and more you know the impact of brexit uh you know across across the industries uh but I, i'd say for our perspective it's maybe giving us a slight edge in terms of we've got the same now restrictions as those who haven't gone and actually got a european office 
And uh, we're we're recording this actually on the day that um, El Salvador is uh, adopting Bitcoin as its as one of its fiat currencies. It's obviously keeping the U.S. dollar as well. What do you think the the impact of currencies like Bitcoin is going to have on the cross border space? Yeah, I think it's already making, you know, especially when we're looking at like the emerging markets, uh, we're looking in places like Africa, uh, you know, using cross-border uh, cryptocurrency seems to be quite normal uh, you know so essentially it's happening quite a lot now I'm pretty certain there's lots of brokers uh, you know even the more traditional FX and CFD brokers that are operating uh, you know providing their clients with other alternatives to send their money uh, you know so you know I think the stable coins are certainly really interesting uh, for cross-border payments because it means you haven't got the risk of holding uh, Bitcoin you know obviously it's volatile uh, you know so essentially Essentially, having a currency which which mirrors what the underlying currency does uh, is is obviously beneficial, and actually, it can be sometimes cheaper to uh, to, to use than is the more traditional, uh, you know, it, uh, currencies. But I think the the you know the biggest reason uh, you know we 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 don't do any cryptocurrency through sugarcane. Uh, part of the reason is it's extremely difficult to get banking. Uh, if they're aware that you're doing crypto, there's obviously new regulations that come involved now, which means that you have to register with the FCA to, as a crypto asset firm. So there's certainly a lot more restrictions in place, making it a lot more difficult for, you know, even regulated firms to operate in crypto. Uh, but certainly it, it's only, you know, I, just sort of my background on that. So I was involved with uh, the you know helping the launch of LMAX Digital, which is a you know big digital uh, crypto exchange for institutional and professional clients. So you know from 2017, you know certainly saw it as a as a really interesting uh, you know asset class. You could call it an asset class, I guess, or uh, uh, I don't know what we call it, <laughs> but uh, uh, like a crypto, like an asset class. Uh, and you know obviously, so you know I'm super super interested in looking at. It. It's fantastic that you know countries El Salvador are also now looking to adopt it as, as their currency or a way to... And I've even heard that they were going to penalise those that don't accept crypto. So I don't know how that, what, what, how that works. Or did you, did you hear much about that? No, no, I haven't heard about that, no. So that's strange that they're going to penalise those who don't allow you to pay with crypto. So, you know, it definitely shows you now, you know, we, we're having, you know, it, it, it's going to... The adoption's happening big you know big banks are doing it uh you know so to get mainstream it's going to take a bit a bit more of a bit of a while i think every time crypto becomes in the mainstream we see bitcoin go up rally high it, it brings in an, another you know different kind of uh client segment so i feel that the last remaining client segment are those which have got large shareholders pension funds big banks so once they've actually fully adopted then you know we i don't think we may not call it crypto we'll just use it i think so yeah yeah um just finally i wanted to to ask you i mean in terms of the the sorts of people who should be looking at um, a solution like yours can you just just give us a little bit more um flavor on that who, who might find it useful i know we've already mentioned somebody who's maybe looking at um, buying a property abroad um who's who's based here in the uk um, also, potentially somebody with a large investment portfolio who who might need to be worried about their currency exposure. 
Um, is there any anyone else who who you find yourself dealing with on a regular? Yeah, basis? sure. So so we've got lot. We've had lots of different types of clients. Uh, it's quite interesting because you do you know you're not only you know previously dealing with more uh, finance based professionals or certainly those that are more experienced with uh, the financial market. So you know it's, we've, we cover a vast uh, a range of different types of uh, you know uh, clients. So you know we've even got brokers uh, that use us for their currency exchange because we provide them a better rate than what they do with their providers uh, so we we have brokers that use us we have individual uh, private clients that uh, for example if you want to make a, an investment say uh, you know you want to buy even as you know you want to buy wine as an investment in France or you know whiskey barrels uh, as an investment in Ireland and you need those euros we can just convert that funds and send it to those providers without you having to be involved with that process of either having your own currency account in euros or you know having to send them and, and allowing that firm then to take the responsibility of that FX because we know if that's the case you know that's another revenue stream for those firms so you know if you're buying property abroad we can facilitate those uh, if you're looking to sort of do some hedging and you know you, you you live in the uk but you're maybe more international you've got international exposure in dollars and euros and you're actually holding uh, you know some euros and you think you actually want to uh, you know convert some of those and hold sterling because you've got a view we can do that. Uh, so more high ticket items, I think more than sort of 20,000, we actually become quite interesting. Uh, under that, as I said, uh, it's difficult for us to make much money. And there's obviously really good providers that are pretty much offering it if you choose the right places for, for relatively cheap. And uh, you, we've already discussed and mentioned um, the white paper that you did. Is that is that available if anybody wants to download that and read it? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Uh, you know, we'd love you to, to look on our website. Uh, there's a download link there. Maybe we can share it on the podcast uh, where you can just download it. We just ask for you to just put your name and email address in and then we will, uh, you know, then you can just download it and, and read, the, read the white paper. Uh, what, the white paper is super interesting in terms of identifying how you can what kind of questions you should be asking to, to to get the best rates it shows you if you choose the wrong broker how how detrimental it can be to you and we've also done some research into whether you should use a technology only based provider or whether you know the difference between an account management based service so essentially if you're using like a technology based uh, uh, you know technology based firm only you know we know that there is uh, you know tends to be you know money we're moving money around so it gets held up there's kyc issues there's source of funds issues so you know having only a technology only based broker for large amounts can sometimes cause more anxiety because you don't have an account management or you don't have anyone to talk to uh so there's really you know but the technology base are very transparent and open and give you the best rates from the start so you know the account management services can also match those rates and even provide it slightly cheaper but you they start off much higher so again it boils down to having those questions about you know the right type of questions you need to ask in order to get the best rates and the best service and it's not only about the best rates it's actually about getting your money delivered on time where it should be relatively hassle-free and at a reasonable price so i think that there's there's more in it than just what is the rate and so i think that that's also an, an element to it as well uh, but it's definitely interesting we would love for you to download it for sure 
And uh, if anyone wants further information, um, I'm assuming they can go to your website, which is sugarcanecapital.com. Yep, yep, that's it, sugarcanecapital.com. Uh, there's sign-up pages in there if you're interested in, in signing up for account. There's more information around pricing, how we operate, what we do as, as a company. But it, it, it's a really, really simple process, you know, from, from our side. And, you know, we, we want to spend time with people and guide them through to make them feel comfortable, especially as they're sending, you know, if they can be sending large amounts of money, you know, we, we want to make sure that they feel comfortable with every step that we, that we do. And I think that is, you know, just as important as getting it you know really cheap fantastic and and just to stress the um you at the moment you're just dealing with um people who are resident in the uk or companies that are resident in the uk yeah so so far so so in our future we are currently uh you know we've, we've got a license in the uk as a payment license uh we have recently made a uh we, we've put a submission to upgrade our license to an emi license we are expecting in q1 to have a have an e-money license so that allows us to open up uh you know lots more opportunities for us internationally and you know other services like holding client money for example so if you're not sure when you want to transfer and you want us to hold the capital we we can do that uh with that license so essentially now the way that we operate which is quite nice uh, it gives you the option to be able to trade first then send in the money and then we send on the money so that allows us to, to slightly have a ch slightly change way of operating but uh you know it, it will it, it will just give us more more options really so so that that's where we are now so q1 2022 we're expecting to be able to expand out more uh internationally Oh, fantastic. Well, we'll look forward to hearing more about that as it as you progress. Thank you very much indeed for, for coming on the podcast this morning and uh, helping us uh, kick off the second season, Rob. Yeah, no problem. It's been a real pleasure, Stuart. And obviously, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've, yeah, thanks for uh, allowing me the opportunity to speak and looking forward to, to, to listening back and, uh, you know, seeing what else you guys are doing for the new season. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thearmchairtrader.com, for your daily dose of financial markets news and sign up to our free newsletter there.